1: As you heard during Mark LaVoy's news, there are a lot of people this week will be doing some cleanup after the storms that rolled through on Saturday.
2: Yes. Did you lose power, Mike Wicket?
1: I don't think so. Um, (laughs) Here's, I fell asleep before the storm hit. I didn't know it rained until Sunday morning. I didn't know that actually this massive storm rolled through and took out Everybody's power. I I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My power wasn't out when I woke up, and, and uh, I just figured it was just another just another Sunday afternoon for me.
2: Yeah, I'm seeing pictures from when you see pictures from things that are very close to your house. You walk away feeling very lucky.
1: Did you lose power?
2: So I yeah, it flickered. Okay, It flickered here and there, and then uh, we'll see kind of what happens through the course of the day today. KCPNL, uh, we'll keep you updated on these numbers through the day. Uh, 23,000 still out of power oh, right now. Man. Uh, 23,000 affected customers. Uh,
1: that, that's that got to be tough. And I know we're going to bring in Travis here in a second because I believe he's without power as we speak right now here on Monday at 10.05.
2: Yeah. Uh, and feel free to text in 22980. And let's take a few minutes here and let us know kind of what you're seeing. What what did you – I'm seeing pictures of trees that were uprooted and ended up crushing a couple of cars uh, in my neighborhood. So what are, you know, tell, tell us who's got it the worst today. Uh,
1: you can also let us know on Facebook, and a lot of you already have. Like Jenny says, uh, Overland Park, still without power, yeah. even to this day. Um, Sandy says, no power since Saturday night. Jacob, I'm still without power, and all of my neighbors are. Uh, Kimberly says, we live in Independence, and we've been without power for 35 hours. Wow. Man. So, so it was bad, right? It like, was bad.
2: <laughs> um, apparently, for for some people, not for everybody, Mm-mm. but for some people.
1: Yeah, I was. I, you know, I lived downtown in the River Market. We didn't. I don't think we lost power. Nobody, nobody brought it up when I saw mm-hmm. people just you know passing through the halls or sitting at the pool yesterday. Yeah, nothing like that. Uh, Travis Walker. Um, Travis. Is- we'll, we'll get him in here in a second because I he's he's without power right now, and he lives in what in, in Shawnee. In Shawnee. Believe.
2: Yeah. Um we we won't ask for his exact address, but we want but your Shani- crossroads, Travis. Yes. Um <laughs> And so now, you know, where it's supposed to be another hot day today, are who's got the wor- who's got it the worst today? Who has not had power for a day and a half? Oh man. And is at home and has to be at home. Like, is that worse than the guys that are doing construction and have to work on roofs and that kind of stuff?
1: Um it's- <sighs> See, with at least with construction, you're like, all right, we can take our time, we can do it this, you know, in a in an orderly fashion. Yeah, people need power. Like the people that are out, like the P and L people right, right now, are working their tails off right now. Yeah, because they got twenty three. The number was at a hundred thousand, I think, as of Sunday morning, down to I think twenty thousand or so, twenty three thousand, as you mentioned today. Like that, people
3: need. Like Travis, you don't have any power at your place, do you?
2: And then you had other problems. <laughs> uh, that no, didn't I help don't things. have power.
3: I. <laughs> Lost power, Saturday night, still don't have it. Our house is up to about 86 degrees, and our basement flooded.
1: Ooh, the
3: double dip. So
4: we How was your basically phone ripped up
3: all the carpet. Oh, oh
4: my God. gosh.
1: Gosh.
3: And, and did you get the water out of the basement? I mean, you can't because you know if you have a shop vac, you have to plug it in somewhere. Yeah, I basically had to mop up and um, use towels. Mel's oh. parents were there, too, so they were helping me do all that. Man that's terrible wow. so your house is 86 degrees right now yes if it's not uh if the power's back on not back on I think we're going to get a hotel because i'm more worried about our pets too yeah yeah that's right you guys have animals
2: uh at least you didn't have to work at four o'clock this morning
1: i mean at least jay was back today
2: I'm so
3: looking for yeah Because somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> i came home after working 12 hours with inflatables to no power Oh man. Wow. Jeez, Travis. I don't know if anybody can top that.
2: All right. Yeah, top it. Two two nine eight zero five seven six seven seven nine eight. Um some people are saying somebody on the text line, I lost power Saturday night, got it back late last night. Okay. So trees and power lines down in some sections of northeast Kansas City.
1: All right. At least you got it back. That's nice. Yeah,
2: just flickering, and you're part of River Market. Yeah, that's all that's I got. All you have. That's
1: all I got. Plus, I was asleep. Right. De- I didn't De- notice. Deanna in KCK. You're on 981 KMBZ. Hi, Deanna. How's your power situation?
4: Oh no, good. Uh, we lost power Saturday night. We went ahead and got a motel room last night because we have a dog, and we had to keep them out of the heat. Cat didn't hear. He likes it outside. So sure. But, yeah. So we come home this morning and still out. <sighs> man yeah.
1: have you to, how's like your, work your, work. your uh your food situation or like well, mean, you it's i it's can gone. imagine
4: it's gone and everybody's like today they're all telling me well they're giving free dry ice away I said, "Well, i didn't know i didn't have a tv to tell me that <laughs> you know how much <laughs> i had i, I saw it on the news this morning in the hotel room but it's too late for me and my food's done it's, it's trash everything in there
1: oh uh, good luck deanna that stinks the yeah. fridge is is worthless now.
2: Let me tell you, that's when you start Googling how long can the stuff in my fridge stay. Now, mm-hmm. I know if you don't open the door, that's fine. The problem is that sometimes if you go to work, you don't know what time your power came back on. So you don't know, was it out for eight hours of the day or did it just come back on before you came home? So you don't know what to get rid of.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's a good question.
2: It's and a major. Uh, with
3: you saying that the freezer food lasts 48 hours with your power going out. And the refrigerator lasts four hours. Oh, Oh,
2: man. You gave me bad advice today, Wicked. Never mind. You gave me bad advice. I thought as
3: long as you left the fridge shut, you'd be okay. No,
2: Uh, not forever.
3: You're okay with certain (laughs) foods, but most foods you're going to have to throw out because Uh, all the stuff we just bought for groceries, we just threw out. Oh,
2: my gosh.
3: Yeah. Is the beer still good, though? The beer's good. All right. It's just the warm. It's just good. warm. All right.
2: So I'm going to guess stuff like bread is probably okay because that didn't have... Think stuff that didn't have to be refrigerated that you were milk. just keeping... No, milk has to go.
1: Yep. Milk's, milk's gone. Milk's got to go. Eggs are gone. Munch Anything- meat. Yeah. Meat, cheese, Chicken. gone.
2: Anything dairy probably has to go. Mm-hmm. Anything meat has to go. Um, probably condiments, you're Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna guess ketchup oh, yeah. and mustard do okay.
1: Yeah, think about leaving that outside of a picnic.
2: Right. Same, yeah, same exactly. concept. Yep, jellies and stuff like that are probably fine. Potato
1: salads are gone. Oh no, yeah, gone. Anything
2: with any mayonnaise or anything in it. See is you later. Gone.
1: Yep. No man, vegetables
3: oh. may be bad. I don't know. Veggies
2: should be okay. Veggies will
3: be okay. I will veggies, put out a picture I have. It has everything that you can keep and everything you can put away and how long you can have it. I'll tweet out on the KBC Twitter. Okay. Of of what you need to take away and what you can keep.
2: Um, And also don't forget there are debris drop-off sites. So let us know what the lines are there. I mean, this is, this is what everybody's dealing with today. So if you go to some of those drop-off sites or if you go to wherever they're giving out dry ice and they're out, or, you know, if you're at a cooling center and it's really packed Feel free to pass on that stuff through the course of the day today.
1: We've got a contractor on hold who's going to have some information for us. We will talk with Ron in Pleasant Hill coming up next. Also, you can jump in at five seven six seven seven nine eight. How's your power situation after the storm's rolled through? Text in 22980. And still to come this hour... There's an interesting story in the Kansas City Star about the American Jazz Museum here in KC.
2: Yeah, it gets us into a a couple of big conversations. Uh, One, the idea that are there some city attractions that, because they're a fabric of the city, are those worth subsidizing? And if you believe so, uh, we'll tell you what happened with the American Jazz Museum and uh, the big jazz festival in May. The star making some very bold assertions today.
1: We'll do all that coming up. Glad to have you on a Monday. Hopefully you d- didn't lose too much power or power for too long. And you're able to dig out of it today. It's midday with Jamie and Wicket. We'll take more of your phone calls next on one KMBZ. one KMBZ. Midday with Jamie and Wicket. Jamie Monticelli, Mike Wicket here on a Monday. Hopefully you had a great weekend and hopefully you didn't lose power, but what a hundred thousand people did in the P and L area,
2: man. Many of you did. Many of you did, mm-hmm. and their website shows twenty two thousand seven hundred people still Oof. without power. Yikes, man. Uh, And the bulk of this really, kind of, kind of three big areas. Overland Park's really got Overland Park, and kind of northeast Kansas City really have it the worst. How's your fridge? uh going to be empty when i get home tonight going to be a uh, good thing i didn't do a big grocery shopping trip this
1: weekend 5767798 how is your your power situation are you are you without power how long have you been without power did you get it back give us a call 5767798 also text in 22980 we just put out on twitter what you can keep and what you have to get rid of after your power goes out in your refrigerator and your freezer we just tweeted that out follow us on twitter at KMBZ Radio.
2: Yeah, and we'll run through that list a little bit, too, mm-hmm. for those of you that don't have power and can't get on Twitter. That's true. <laughs> well, we're going <laughs> to keep that in mind true. today, not driving you to Twitter quite so much, because we know some of you don't have power for mm-hmm. your computers or your phones.
1: Uh, Ron is in Pleasant Hill. You're on 981 KMBZ. What's up, Ron?
5: Yeah, I just wanted to uh, kind of give some customers a tip. I'm actually a tree service uh, provider. And I, when I'm in an area, you know, and I, I have somebody call me an estimate, a bid, you know, if I see a tree down next door, you know, over somebody's house or something, you know, I usually just as a courtesy come by, say, "Here's my card," or whatever. I can go ahead and throw you a price. It seems like a lot of people want to. They say, "Well, we're holding off our insurance." Your insurance is actually going to have everybody have you go and get quotes, anyways, and it's just kind of an inconvenience for uh, the customer and actually for the company because if you already had your price, you can get scheduled a lot easier that way. Whereas if it, You're uh, telling somebody to come back after the insurance. Then, not only are you convinced yourself because that puts you out another day and time, but also the company as as well because we're making a second trip out when we were actually there to help you actually in the first place.
1: Hey, Ron, have you seen some really crazy stuff this weekend
5: uh, with the trees and everything going down? Oh yeah, I've seen trees on houses. I've seen trees tore down carports. Uh, they got uh, roads in independence where they have barricades where they just close down roads because trees are off in the roads, And and that's kind of why I'm just calling, you know, as a courtesy, just to, uh, you know, inform customers that, you know, we're, we're here to help you. Not everybody that's out there, you know, that's a contractor out there trying to just, you know, line their pockets and that. You know, it's actually the, the ops that we're trying to help you when we come over just to give you that card right away, you know, like I said, and, you know, just get you a uh, book looked on
1: the schedule. Ron, what real quick, what does it cost to get a giant tree that's fallen on a car lifted and, and removed? Yeah. Like how, what is that? Pro- Cause there's a, we just saw a picture. Was it in uh, the Shawnee
2: Mission post, oh. uh, yeah, 82nd Lamar or something like that, where there was a massive Oak tree that looked to be a very old Oak tree that was literally uprooted and then just fell over and destroyed two cars.
5: Well, it, it all kind of depends on a couple different scenarios. Um, as far as room goes, is it where you can get some machinery in there? Does it have to require machinery, yeah. or is it something that people are able to do? When we bring the machinery in, um, because that's the only way to get it out, I mean, you know, you can get into some thousands there. Um, if we have to bring a crane, because it's so large, like, say, the second largest tree in Kansas City, when we took that down a couple of years ago, it probably would have been better if we brought a crane on that. But sometimes that can be, like, five to 10,000 Oof. to bring a crane into the situation. So, a lot of times we try to do it without just to try and help people, you know, money wise, if we can. Uh, You know, everybody's got different capabilities, you know, uh, um, as far as not using equipment goes. Some people are able to do some things that some people aren't. Um, So, we try to do it as best as we can. But it, it does really climb up there when we have to bring equipment in. If it's something that requires equipment, but we can't get it in actually to the to the actual spot, then sometimes the price can climb because the labor adds up instead.
1: Man. Hey, well, Ron, good luck to you, man. I know there's, there's, there's a lot of work for you guys all to get out and do, and uh, we appreciate the information. Thanks for calling in. Yeah,
2: and we know that, can you know, as is the case, anytime there's a big storm like this, Kansas City Power Light brings in extra crews from out of state, and mm-hmm. so we know, we I'm sure that that has happened.
1: But the thing is, everywhere around here got hit the same exactly. way we did, so those crews, you know, in other places probably – can't, can't give up too many of their resources.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. for the people that have been out since Saturday night, several people are texting in the Prairie Village has been out since Saturday night. Gosh. And if you had friends, people were talking about, you know, concerts that they were going to this weekend. And this was a big weekend. There was a lot going on this past weekend in terms of concerts. Um, if you had people in town to go to any of those shows. Luke
1: Bryan was Friday, right? Yeah, and
2: then there was a... but Starlight was busy this weekend, or was supposed to be, until... Nick- Nickelback
1: until th- was... It's, was that
2: Friday night? I think that I was think last so. night, or was supposed to be. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve Martin and Martin Short were together on Friday night. I believe that was also at Starlight. Mm-hmm. Friday night was fine. It was just later in the weekend. Uh, that was bad. So, yeah, potentially there were a ton of people in town this weekend to go to events that didn't happen.
1: Uh, Jan writes on our Facebook page, we lost power for 22 hours. Frustrating, but bless all the extra crews who are working so hard and long hours in the heat. That's the other thing, too. Like, I was talking to, uh, I was doing my my weekly podcast about the Royals, kmbz.com, free plug, and uh, Josh Vernier, our friend from 610, he he was at the ballpark all four days. You know, it was just a 1,000 degrees out. I can't imagine being a power and light employee. Now, yesterday wasn't as bad as the previous, but still, it was hot outside yesterday. Look yeah. at my face; I got burned at the oh, pool yesterday. I was out, in the, I
2: wasn't out. I was out at eleven in the morning. Yikes! And got a decent amount of sun yesterday. Um, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't help things either. Cool. Um, and then it just also drives up the temperature in your house. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's harder to keep. For a while, you can keep that cool air in a little bit, but or not at my house because the cool air leaks out the front door even if it's closed. <laughs> But in most places, then, there's there's a period of time where you can do that. But, um, all right, so somebody just texted in. They will send in crews from other states, uh, but we'll see people from states where it didn't hit. Sure. Of course. But yeah. It'll just take them longer to get here.
1: Right. I mean, I'm guessing, you know, people, all the stories you're seeing coming out of Oklahoma and mm-hmm. Texas and the surrounding areas, they all got hit just like we did. Iowa probably got hit just like we did.
2: Here's a friendly little reminder uh, per a request from the text line. If the traffic light is out, yeah, you treat it as a four-way stop. Oh, You don't go through it. You treat it as a four-way stop. That goes back to the driver's ed you took at 16.
1: Not everybody knows that.
2: Or not everybody remembers that, I would say. We were all taught that at some point. If -hmm. you you come to an intersection that would normally have some kind of traffic signal, and that traffic signal is not functioning, you treat it as a four-way stop.
1: I saw that occurrence somewhere downtown, Mm -hmm. like the last round of storms that we had, when there was a light out, and people didn't quite understand what to do when that light is out I mean, some people did. Others mm-hmm. just blew right through it, like didn't yeah. even stop.
2: Somebody just said 75th and Metcalf. We've been out of power since Saturday night. Oof, man. Uh, 62nd and Lamar. That's right by us. Uh, they're still without power. 40th and Sterling and Independence. Their power never went out. Well, that's not good, good for you. All right. Lucky you. Um, uh, d- yeah, very large tree lines being down.
1: I just, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to have kids and pets and no power for Going on forty hours.
2: If I'm not mistaken, your pets cannot go to f- cooling centers, right? Is so, that right? Somebody let me know two two nine eight zero. What are your options for your pets if it's hot like this? What what can you do with them? I believe that they cannot. Somebody correct me though, but I believe they are not. They cannot go to cooling centers. I would. Phew, so, that would stink. Uh, Gladstone's been out of power since nine o'clock Saturday night. Whew.
3: Kitty Man. pools are cheap. Kitty right? pools. Yep. There you go. Uh,
2: get a
1: kitty pool. Put your put your dog in it. Get there a right. hose. Yeah,
2: and and just yeah. fill that up.
1: Let us know on our Facebook page where you are, what the problems been like for you. We'd love to know. Public and, pools
2: uh, are going to be busy today. We
1: can pass along all the information. Right about 23,000 p ls working on it. So
2: Yeah, and if, if you're seeing anything about dry ice, if there are any big intersections that are out of power, let us know and we'll pass that on. Um, anything about cooling centers, if cooling centers are getting really busy, somebody asked about the lines. To drop off debris. Somebody said there's one in Shawnee where they have been waiting for 45 minutes. Oh, what? We'll pass that stuff on 22980 or feel free to give us a call. Oh, that stinks. You're not only so, you are trying
1: to do the right thing by getting rid of your debris.
2: But then you have to sit around and wait for then it. Then you have
1: to wait an yeah. hour to get rid of said debris. Like, to me, wouldn't you just drop it off at a dump or garbage? You're not I, I supposed mean, to do
2: that. I know, but you're I not, would. That's not, what dumps, that's not what your dumpster is for. I
1: would. You know? <laughs> I, know, so. I know, I know, I know. All right. Good um, luck, everybody. Coming up right after we get to the the news here at the bottom of the hour. This is an interesting story, and we want your opinion on this one because there are a few things that I have learned in my short time here in KC that are staples of Kansas City, Missouri: barbecue, uh, the Royals and the Chiefs, obviously, the Negro Leagues Hall of Fame, and the Jazz Museum.
2: Right. And the Jazz Museum just did a festival in May and the Kansas City Star has written an editorial. The headline on it is Kansas City government cannot keep bailing out the American Jazz Museum. Uh, There were a lot of problems with the Jazz Festival in terms of money it didn't make that it was supposed to. And there are even performers who were there who claim that their checks have bounced. So the American Jazz Museum is having to get floated money by the city in advance on what their appropriation would be. To some degree, there is a value in just having, you know, it's not unusual for cities to subsidize attractions a little bit. That's that's pretty common because mm-hmm. there's just a, there's a value to the public for having that there. But that money could be going somewhere else. And
1: we'll ask you at five seven six seven seven nine eight, you can text in 22980, how important is the Jazz Museum to Kansas City? one KMBZ Midday with Jamie and Wicket. Happy Monday to you. We'll keep you updated on the uh, power situation in the area. 23,000 at last count or so without power after the storms rolled through. We'll have updates all morning long. Also, we'll have a keyword to cash for you just before 11 o'clock. Your next chance to win $1,000. The
2: number's going up on the power outages. Oh, no. Which means they're working on it. It means they have to take some people out. You know, you have to take out a whole building or a whole street in order Mm -hmm. to get other people back on. But, yeah, the numbers. Oh, no. Numbers going up Not good. Not good. All right. So there was an editorial out of the Kansas City Star today. uh, And the headline on this is Kansas City government cannot keep bailing out the American Jazz Museum. And they make some pretty bold assertions about the jazz festival that happened this past May, the person in charge at the museum, and what should happen to her if things don't improve. And where the money is coming coming from in order to keep the museum and its events afloat. And whether that is money well spent. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you, 22980 or 5767798, about whether, uh, as I say, Kansas City government cannot keep bailing out the American Jazz Museum. Is there some value in 18th and Vine, in the Jazz Museum, cities? subsidize attractions a lot. That's not unusual because there's just a value to the public. There's just, especially in museums, there's just, there's, it's worthy just to keep it going because of what it offers the community. Is this one of those situations or do some pretty big changes need to be made? So let me just tell you a couple of things that they say uh, in in the editorial here. In recent days, we have learned that the American Jazz Museum still owes at least $150,000 to vendors for the May Jazz Festival. Uh, the news comes after we hear that nearly a dozen musicians had seen checks for their performances bounce. Now, we'll tell you the justification for some of why They say that they had trouble at the festival here in a second. Uh, The editorial says board members have been asked to pitch in to cover the shortfall. The museum has increased its line of credit. From $100,000 to $300,000, the city has been forced to advance the museum $117,000 of its half-million-dollar annual appropriation to cover festival expenses. That's money that the museum will have to make up as we go through the year. Uh, The museum, as it has apparently begun doing, must turn to private individuals to make up the operational shortfall. Um, The editorial is making... Several assertions here saying the city should have no further financial involvement. They're saying next spring, the city council should address how well the board and Cheptu Kazatani-Buckner, she's the director over there, uh, perform during these crucial months. If the financial crunch is not resolved, if the operations deteriorate, the council should promptly seek new leadership. So they're saying if the executive director doesn't get it together and doesn't fix this, then she should be out. And future city-sponsored jazz festivals should be placed on hold until the current crisis is resolved. So if you missed a couple of numbers there, line of credit's been increased from 100000 to $300,000. The city had to advance the museum uh, 117000 of its half-million-dollar annual appropriation to cover festival expenses. That's because you have to pay performers. Those those checks have bounced. Mm-hmm. And basically, the star is saying, uh, that's enough. That's This is, you know, they're not justifying why but they're just purely from a financial standpoint the city's involvement in this should end and
1: i and i kind of agree with that um here here's my question and we'd love to hear from you at five seven six seven seven nine eight. how important is the jazz museum to kansas city i mean i know it's part of the history i understand that i've not been i will go um do 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 jazz fans or jazz festival organizers did they overshoot the popularity of their festival. Now, I understand rain washed out a mm-hmm. big part of the festival. Correct.
2: Weather was a problem. Yes, I am, and, I'm and, aware of and that. And that's something that they couldn't have foreseen. You know, you have to pick your date there. Uh, Chep 2 Kazatani Buckner, again, the executive director, said, uh, she said the museum was too ambitious in forecasting estimated ticket sales for the festival. Then weekend storms came in, and that depressed ticket and vendor sales. But she says the plan... There's a plan in place. The board's come up with a way to get rid of the deficit from the festival that includes raising funds from sponsors and reducing expenses. So she says they're aware of it. They've got a plan for it, and they're going to fix it. And the star says if she doesn't fix it, she should be out.
1: Um, I, I've not yet met her. You said she's been,
2: she told me she's, she's been a- in the studio. Yeah, okay. it's, it's been a little while. Right after she was hired, she came in. Gotcha. Um, and so, so there are kind of two sides to this, right? And and we want to hear from you. What is the value in the American Jazz Museum, and and is there enough value in it that the city should continue to pour money into it? Uh, half million dollars is what the annual appropriation is mm-hmm. from the city. Now, Star's not necessarily calling for. The city to pull all of its money, sure, that for that half million to go away. But they are saying the city shouldn't keep bailing out the museum. That 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 hundred and seventeen thousand should not have had to have been advanced. And they're saying future festivals. Let's take a look. The city shouldn't sponsor these anymore,
1: or or make them smaller. You know what I mean? Like the the option to me is make it smaller. You know how much tickets for a single day at the festival were? No, fifty bucks. Then you have to buy all the food and drink that goes right. with it. You're easily spending a hundred dollars to go to a j- one day for one day at the jazz fest.
2: But if you make it smaller, this is where um, this is where you have to reduce expenses in putting on the festival. Because if you make it smaller, you reduce your potential to make money. So you could make tickets thirty bucks, but then you're making less money on the back end. Do
1: you need it to be four days?
2: I don't know. That seems like um, a
1: lot for a festival. Yeah, for a jazz festival.
2: But but is it? Like I don't I guess I don't know enough about the jazz culture here. I mean, we know its history, but those of you that are a little more in tune to it, what's the jazz culture like now? Because I don't know if it is a group of people where you're going to go all 4 days? Like are are you are jazz enthusiasts really into jazz, and so you're really going because there are rock festivals that people pay yeah. to go to four days too.
1: I've gone to uh, several festivals that have been three or four days. Mm-hmm. they are electronic and jazz right. and jam band festivals melded into one.
2: Right, and so if you're really passionate about it, is it was it really just a fault with the weather, or are we is some of the interest in jazz and and I put 18th and Vine into this is that waning? I
1: don't know if jazz is popular enough for a 4-day music mm-hmm. festival that goes all day and is, you know, 350 bucks for a VIP 4-day pass or 150 bucks you can buy a 4-day pass or 50 bucks a day. I don't know. I'm not a jazz fan. I've never grown up on jazz. I, I I don't know if new jazz is coming out and is popular with people enough to kiss, to sustain this large scale festival.
2: Are we getting new generations of jazz fans? I don't is think, kind of what I'm wondering. I don't
1: believe we are. Or
2: is it something? And I don't mean this. Perhaps as badly as it's going to come. This out, sounds but, terrible. I know. But is it something that our parents listened to a lot when they were, you know, when they were kids, or maybe our mm. grandparents grew up with it? But it's something people of our generation, mid 30s, were not introduced to.
1: Think of it like the newspaper. Newspaper. Right. The news. I, I don't think we're getting new newspaper subscriptions every day. I think more and more people are, are, are mm-hmm. you know, ending their, canceling their, their, their subscriptions. I don't know if we're getting exponentially a large amount of new jazz fans every day, week, month, or year. I think the big problem with this festival was four days with all the acts that they put out there mm-hmm. and a fifty dollar ticket price, I think that was a bad combination.
2: But weather. I mean weather that you yeah. couldn't predict. Yeah. And I understand. so had it not I think the question is, if not for the weather, would this have been a success? Or is it just a dying art?
1: i know that's terrible to say
2: but is it true and if it and if that's true then you have to give some pretty serious consideration to what the star is saying if they're never going to make their money back if this is going to continue to be a problem mm-hmm. should the city keep putting money into this we
1: need jazz fans yeah to dial us up five seven six seven seven nine eight five seven six seven seven nine eight um i i guess how important is the the jazz museum this jazz festival i mean look Kansas City's jazz, world famous.
2: It's a part of our fabric. Yes. I mean, history-wise, this is one of the big reasons we know Kansas City. Um, and it's the reason, in part, that we have 18th and Vine. But we have, it's a bigger conversation, too, about 18th and Vine, because we've talked about that a lot, about why 18th and Vine just can't thrive economically. It just can't. And I don't know if it's a geography problem, if it's because... It's not close to anything, and so it really is a destination, and it's a destination, frankly, that a lot of people don't think of. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's just the neighborhood can't support it. I don't know if it's the fact that jazz maybe is... But we talk about the viability of 18th and Vine a lot and and the lack of it. 576-7798.
1: Seven, 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 Let's talk to Lisa in Kansas City on one KMBZ. Hi, Lisa.
4: Hi, how are you? Not bad. Great. What's up? I am calling. I am a jazz enthusiast. I'm also... Um, concerned about the area I'm a property owner down in that particular area um, jazz is something that is right now it brings together all walks of life of people uh, from black to white uh, Charlie Parker was um, Charlie Byrd, he was always um, one of the ones who changed from the bebop swing. Uh, He came from the big band to the bebop swing, which brought in everybody dancing with each other. It broke the racial line. Jazz is very important. And, yes, um, it's one of the new things that younger adults are getting into if you see the new violinists they're playing new jazz stuff now with the violinists they have younger people that are interested in it Uh, although even though we've taken music out of our schools um our public schools now so far is the 18th and vine district that area back in the day when they started putting them under money was taken and placed out of the 18th divine and put it in, and was placed in the KC Current Light District. Lisa, that's did you go to the festival? Not, the jazz festival, uh, just to stay on track I did there? not go this year, but I've been through them all this all this year, and I do believe that due to the weather, it was a bust. All right, hey, thank you
1: so much for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, she says there's n- newer, younger jazz fans out there, and I'll, I'll take her you word for it.
2: Are texting us about it? Um, but I think that's the question again. If it really was just the weather then perhaps the city should give it another year and, and take a chance with it again. But can this city support, as you said, a four-day jazz festival at 50 bucks a pop?
1: Rockfest is one day. Mm-hmm. And it's massive. How much
2: are tickets to uh, Rockfest?
1: Like they're not expensive. I'll, I'll okay. have to look.
2: So let me, here, let me read you a couple of texts and we'll take a break. We'll get yeah, to more of your calls. Definitely. Um, 22980. Somebody said, I am a 25-year-old jazz fan. I consider the area the museum is in to be dangerous or risky. I don't care for most of the bands they booked. Simple, shorten the festival, clean up the area. See, I, I and don't, that would help.
1: I don't I don't disagree with that. I mean, look, mm-hmm. sometimes a, a, a two-day festival doesn't need to be a four-day festival. Or a four-day festival doesn't, you know, it can fit into one day. Yeah. Like, like, I'm looking for, I don't remember how much Rockfest tickets were. But if, you know, if, if they were 40 bucks... Let's just say they were 40 bucks. I don't even think they were that much, but they were 40 bucks and they sold. I mean, it was jammed at the speedway,
2: but that was at the speedway. Yeah. And a lot of people on the text line are telling us that it's the neighborhood. It's the neighborhood that makes them not want to go. Somebody just said, wake up. I'm a millennial. I love jazz. The facts are people don't go to 18th and Vine because it's a bad neighborhood. That's the truth. Way to spin it, guys. So there's your text word for word. All right. Ooh, we're um,
1: spinning anything. We're asking you and thank you for your opinion.
2: And so is it the location? Does can the can the jazz museum put on a festival in a different part of town that people consider to be safer and have a better experience?
1: We'll get Terry, we'll get Tony. We want to hear from you next 576-7798. You can also text in 22980. Midday with Jamie and Wicket on 981 KMBZ. 981 KMBZ, Midday with Jamie and Wicket. We've got your next keyword to cash just before 11 o'clock. You can win $1,000. And uh, coming up next hour, obviously, we have to get into the big human trafficking story that popped up over the weekend. But right now, we're talking about... The Kansas City Jazz Museum, the American Jazz Museum, 18th and Vine, and the festival. And wondering how viable is it after a story in the star?
2: Correct. There was an editorial, uh, Kansas City government cannot keep bailing out the American Jazz Museum. Uh, Here, this is what apparently happened. Uh, The Jazz Museum, excuse me, the Jazz Festival was set for this past May. And there was a combination of bad weather and maybe some some over estimation of ticket sales. And so it ended up that uh, they had some financial trouble with it. So the star says the jazz museum still owes at least $150,000 to vendors, that there are several uh, people that performed and their checks bounced. And in order to deal with it, they say the city has been forced to advance the museum $117,000 of its $500,000 annual appropriation to cover festival expenses. That is money. The museum now has to make up as the year progresses, Uh, Also, they are saying that the city council had no indication prior to the festival that it might be on the hook for $100,000 or more. So uh, they also had to advance their line of credit, increase their line of credit from $100,000 to $300,000. And so the star is saying a couple of things that perhaps the next spring the city council should look at how well the board and the executive, executive director performed and if the financial crunch isn't resolved. And if the operations deteriorate, then fire their executive director. Also, they say future city-sponsored jazz festivals should be placed on hold until the current crisis is resolved. So it's got us into a bigger conversation about 18th and Vine and about the Jazz Museum and about whether what what's the problem? Was it really just weather? Was weather really just the problem for why people didn't go, or are there some bigger issues at play here? And and I would rather just go to those of you that live in the area or are more familiar with the area. But let me read you a couple of texts okay. that came into two two nine eight zero. Sure. I would take my lady to a jazz festival in a different part of town, but I'm not going there to get robbed, shot, stabbed, whatever. By the way, I don't like jazz, but she does, hmm. and I would take her.
1: So is it the area? Is it that person saying it has nothing to do with the museum? It has to do with the area.
2: Several right. people are saying move it somewhere else, move it to a different part, move the the festival at least to a different part of town, and they would go. Hmm. And that it's it's the neighborhood that they are avoiding. Now, several of you who I assume live in that area are defending it and sure. saying it's not as bad as as what the image is. Then, so,
1: well, there has to be a reason why someone like that texter is staying away. Now, whether or not it's a fake image or a real image, it's mm-hmm. the image in the head, which is a bigger right. issue than just a jazz festival. It's how do you clean up that part of town?
2: Or clean up the image then. If image mm-hmm. is the problem, if it really isn't that bad, if crime really isn't that bad, then you've got a PR problem. That could be. And then somebody else asked a valid question. Explain to me how the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum is doing so well, if it's about the neighborhood. Um, I would ask you to define doing so well. Yeah,
1: I don't know. What does that mean?
2: I don't know what that means necessarily. Um, And you're right. I don't don't know. I don't know if that's just such a different kind of attraction. But how often do people go to that museum? How often do people go to the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum? Have
1: you been? No. No. Neither have I. I ever have been. Neither have I. And
2: in 10 years that I have lived here, I have been to 18th and Vine once. It's not a destination for most people. I just don't think it is. It's And, and geographically, that makes sense. You don't stumble upon it. You have to
1: go to it. And it, and it is as important as Kansas City and the jazz history of this town are, I, I mean, I, I will be very interested to see what next, when next May rolls around and we're looking at that jazz festival... I hope it is 75 and sunny for 4 days cuz I would yeah. love to see what the turnout is. It
2: better be. Otherwise yeah. you can't keep saying it's the weather.
1: 5767798 Terry and Lee Summit on one KMBZ. Hi Terry.
2: Hi, hi. Good talking to you guys. Hey, and thanks for bringing this
6: subject up. This is pretty important stuff. A um, couple of things. I am originally from an area called the Quad Cities and I think Jamie, you know about the Quad Very Cities.
4: Very
2: familiar with mm. the Quad Cities. Okay.
6: And now the Quad Cities have a festival up there called the Bix Beiderbecke Memorial Jazz Festival every year. Okay. And I remember back in the 70s when that festival started, and I knew the family that started it. And uh, they were having a tough, tough go of it for about the first five years, and, and they were going broke every year. And uh, and just had a tough time getting, getting the whole thing off the ground. And what happened over, over time is the local newspaper there, the Quad City Times, uh, pretty much took over the whole thing. They took over the, the jazz festival, but they added to it a lot of other festivities, such as the Big Spiderbeck Memorial uh, uh, 5K run or whatever run that is that they, that they have up there every year. And they attract literally tens of thousands of people to this thing every year. And I think that's the key. I think the key is is to get businesses in the area involved in this whole thing because because the jazz museum and the and the and the jazz festival is just way too important to Kansas City just to just to throw it away.
2: I gotta ask though, it's it because you make an important point about it being important to the city, but is it so important that the city can take a loss on it?
6: Well, no, no, but that, that's that's why I suggest that we start looking for sponsors to take over this thing, and, and the people that know how to start turning a profit, you know, and, and I worked for the Quad City Times when they took over this, and I remember the Quad City Times at the time was losing money the first couple, two or three years, but they knew they were going to, and they knew it would take time to start building on this, but at least they had the money to lose, you know. Right. Um, uh, we have a group of people here that just don't have that kind of money to lose.
1: Yeah. Hey, Terry, thanks so much for the phone call, man. Appreciate it. Don't be a stranger. Five seven, six, seven, seven nine, eight. Let's go to Tony and Shawnee. You're on 98.1 KMBZ. Hey, Tony, what do you think?
7: Hey, I was going real quick. You know, I've lived here for a long time, and I've never been to Oceans of Fun, but that doesn't mean people don't go there, and that it's not important or germane in some way. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, you know, we talk about, and, and, and I think it is a perception problem, because I go down to Agent Divine all the time and I see people of different cultures and, and you know, uh, races milling about having fun. So a lot of it is probably perception. But we've got to keep in mind that the city subsidizes power and light all the time and runs a deficit. That's why the Kansas City Missouri had a, a hole in their budget of $14 million, um, because they're not properly funded. So, um, you know, that's an issue, too, that no one really ever talks about. Why do you think you know, that is? Subsidized power and light. Why do you, why know, know, do you think nobody su- cares? Well, I'm not saying nobody cares. It's just that nobody really talks about mm-hmm. it. You know, maybe it's because it's a big corporation, but, you know, people need to look into that. You know, we, the city subsidizes power and light.
1: It's a good question, Tony. Thanks yeah. for the phone call. We appreciate it. The
2: city subsidizes a lot of things that it finds value in. You know, it's 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 not just power and light. It's other museums. It's and and I don't want to get into the streetcar, but some of you have made that accusation that the city is going to end up subsidizing it. Uh, the city puts money into things that it, and invests money into things that it finds valuable. I take issue with the oceans of fun example only because that is a for-profit company. You know, that's a museum tends to be more of a nonprofit kind of a thing the city would have no involvement notions of fun. Let's
1: get Bill and KC on 98.1 KMBZ. Hi, Bill. Hey, this is
7: Phil. Hey, what's up, uh, Phil? You know what I think would go a long way in promoting jazz in Kansas City, and unfortunately we don't have, is a mainstream FM gas station that plays jazz all the time, probably smooth jazz, and throw the old jazz in as well. A... Now, there is one on high-definition radio And there are some uh, various stations that will play segments of jazz uh, on different days. But Kansas City calls itself a jazz town, and I don't see it as that.
1: You know what, Bill? Or Phil, excuse me. You may be right about that.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.